You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode 75, and today we're talking about the importance of delegation. And you know, delegation is is really an art form for leaders. And the leaders who, who can learn to delegate are the leaders who are the most successful. The managers who, who learn how to delegate are going to be the ones who are the most successful. So we want to talk about what de- delegation is and why it's so important. Um, we're going to kind of bounce around in a passage of Scripture. In Exodus chapter 18, there's a, an amazing story about Moses. And Moses was a, was a tremendous leader and and this uh, this story comes right after he's led the the Hebrews, the Israelites out of Egypt. And the 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 estimations range on how many people were actually part of this group, but um, you know, suffice it to say, it's probably somewhere around a million, a million and a half people, um, give or take, that Moses has delivered from Egypt. And now they're moving through the wilderness towards the, the land of promise, Israel, the, the land that God had given to them. And, and while they're on this journey, uh, Moses' father-in-law comes and joins and just makes a visit to check and see how his, <clears throat> his wife or, or his daughter and their grandkids are doing. And while he's there, uh, Moses' father-in-law notices something that concerns him about Moses' leadership style. And so he he has a talk with Moses about it, and Moses actually listens to him. And this is a, another lesson in and of itself, being being teachable and being willing to listen if somebody uh, wants to impart something to us, because very often other people are going to see things that we don't see. None of us can see 360 60 degrees in our own lives. So, so his father-in-law saw that Moses was uh, pretty much all day long dealing with the people's disputes. Um, it says in verse 13 of chapter 18 of Exodus, the next day Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. And they, they stood in line or they waited before him from morning until evening. And so so the picture here is Moses um, all day long sitting and resolving complaints, dispute, disputes between other people, uh, grievances, um, whatever. But it, this is what he was doing. This is most of what his days um, involved. And Moses' father-in-law, father-in-law said, Moses, this is, this is just not good. This is just a bad idea. And so he gave him some advice. And <clears throat> the advice is this. He said, you know, you shouldn't be doing all this by yourself. He said, select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes and appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 100, 50 and 10, and they should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. 
Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves, and they will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. And it says that Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestion. And he chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders. So, just a few thoughts on, on delegation. First of all, delegation is not easy. If it was easy, Moses would have been doing it from the very beginning. And, and very often um, in our leadership positions, um, we, we can be hesitant to delegate certain tasks. We can be delegate, uh, hesitant to delegate certain things to, to our subordinates or um, those that report to us. And, and of course, there are going to be some things that only we can do. Um, that's why we're in the position that we're in. But there are going to be many, many other things that, that leaders find themselves doing and that we find ourselves doing that we could delegate to someone else. Um, reality is, it's not always easy. It would just Most of the time we just feel like, well, it would just be easier if I just do it myself. But here's, here's the thing about delegation. First of all, and we'll talk about time management a little bit later, but delegation allows us to develop other people. You know, there are some people that love administrative tasks. There are some people that just really, that's, that's what makes them happy is, is, is doing those administrative things that you might not enjoy so much. And when you release them into doing that job, you're, you're giving them a job, you're giving them a task that's fulfilling for them. And of course, you hate it. And so you're allowing them to use their gift and you're developing them um, in using their gift. Now, here's a few reasons why we don't delegate. First of all, we think, well, you know what? They might not do it right. And this is a, this is a bad attitude for a leader or for a manager to have because there's a difference between doing it wrong and just doing it differently than you would do it. And what happens is, and this is, this is what, what micromanagement is, is we give somebody a task and then we look over their shoulder to make sure that they would do it exactly like what we would, the way that we would do it. When in reality, most jobs, there are multiple ways to do them. They might not do it quite as quickly as we would or maybe even quite as efficiently, but the job is going to get done. And so we just have to decide, is it really that big of a deal if they don't do it just like we would? Another common reason we don't delegate is, is we often think, you know what, it's just easier for me to do the job than to take the time to teach someone else. But let's go back to what we said a few minutes ago. Part of our job descri description as leaders is to develop other people. That's what we need to be doing. Of course, we're focused on the vision. Of course, we're focusing on the task at hand. But at the same time, we've got to be taking people on the journey with us. And that involves developing other people. A third reason we don't delegate is if I teach somebody else how to do it, then they'll take my job. In other words, if I teach somebody else how to do it, well, they'll know how to do it too. And then there's two of us that know how to do this job. And, well, you know, I might lose my job over this. And this is the mark of an insecure leader. Reality is we should be raising people up, training them, 
and releasing them. In fact, if we can work ourselves out of a job, what we'll usually find is there's another job waiting on us. Some of the most successful leaders that I know are leaders who who, who raised up a successor and then were able to move on to another awesome position themselves. So we should never be worried um, about somebody else taking our job. Um, insecure leaders are terrible to work for. Nobody wants to be around them. Be secure. Be bold. Release your people. Now, of course, when we're delegating, it's good to give some specific uh, directions and some specific instructions on how we want the job done, especially if, if there are certain aspects of the job that need to be done a certain way. But you know, so often, um, if we can tell our person what we need done and tell them the result that we're looking for, they're going to make it happen, even if it's a little bit different from the way that we would we would do it. So we just have to decide what kind of job it is. Sure, certain jobs are going to require a little bit more direction and a little bit more instruction. And there's nothing wrong with following up and checking on that person as long as we're not breathing down their neck and looking over their shoulder to make sure it gets done. There is nothing wrong with you as a leader following up on that person to go say, hey, just checking in. How's this going? Are you you have any, anything you need any help with or is it going okay? Because that's that's what leaders do. That's holding people accountable. That lets them know that you still care about you know, what's going to happen here and making sure this thing gets done. So following up with our people is very important. But let's not be those micromanagers that are breathing down their neck or, or looking over their shoulder. And, and what you'll find is when you entrust your people with responsibility, you empower them. When you give them a job to do, and especially some type of job that's got some type of meaning. And, of course, every job doesn't have meaning. But when, when it's something that's, that, that, that needs to be done, something that's important, you empower your people because it says that you trust them enough to handle this. And so what, what ended up happening with Moses learning how to delegate, with Moses um, creating uh, leaders who would take responsibility and would help him in overseeing the people's grievances and complaints, it made his life so much easier and it raised up so many other leaders. And what's interesting about this is you'll notice that every leader is not created equal because there are leaders that are over groups of a thousand, there are some that are over a hundred, some that are over fifty, and some that are over ten. And so as a leader, you're going to know which jobs you should entrust to certain people. If you've got somebody who who is uh, um, not very good at administrative tasks or someone who's not very good um, at certain jobs, you're not going to entrust um, those types of jobs to them. You're going to entrust things that are that are going to be um, within their gifting. And so, so that's what Moses did. He he understood that everybody's not created equal. Some people are more talented than others. And so what we see is Moses now has freed up huge blocks of time during his day. He has learned by delegating to manage his time uh, much more effectively. And you know, the most successful people in every arena of life are usually the busiest. You know, and you know this, you know that as a leader, when you go looking for somebody to get something done you're usually looking for one of your people that's already busy because they have a way of getting things done. 
So the most successful people are those that, that, that are busy, but they know how to manage their time. And you know, reality is everybody on the planet has the same amount of time. Everybody on the planet has 24 hours. From the, the homeless guy on the street to the, 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 the top CEO making millions and millions of dollars a year. Um, they, they all have the same amount of time. They all have 24 hours. What are we going to do with that time that we're given? It's our most precious commodity, and learning how to delegate is going to help us manage our time better. It's going to help us free up more of this precious commodity so that we can do more of the things that really matter. Well, now it's your turn. Can you think of any more important aspects about delegation? I'd love to hear your thoughts about this important subject. Delegation is one of those things that every leader has to learn, has to master, and has to use to be effective. So go to davidspell.com, leave a question or a comment. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're at davidspell.com, don't forget to subscribe to get my free newsletter. Um, By subscribing, every one of my new posts, and I publish three a week, will just come right into your inbox, and you won't miss a single issue. Subscribers also get my monthly subscribers-only newsletter that's full of uh, leadership tips, um, information about what Annie and I are doing in Brazil, pictures, and uh, and all kinds of great stuff that I know that you're not going to want to miss. So make sure you subscribe today. for this week's resource highlight. And this week we're, re- we're, we're, we're highlighting my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. And this book is, is really a, a culmination of, of my leadership journey over the last 30 or 40 years. And, and, and I would encourage you to check it out. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes to it, but the, the chapters are short because I want it to be immediately actionable. And these chapters cover a wide range of things from management to leadership to casting vision to team building to um, uh, other aspects of personal development. I know you're going to love it. Make sure you check it out. This book will help you. Well, my friends, until next time, thanks so much for being with us on Leading and Learning. If you enjoyed it, Go to iTunes and give us a rating. That would help us. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.